the end of each season. Now let's get to the next episode. Hi, Rick. When we left off last time, you just finished the 2010 expedition, and you had lots of artifacts to try to identify. What were you able to learn? Well, some of what we were able to learn, we didn't want to know. Oh, no. <laughs> All that nonsense about touch DNA. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what it was. It was nonsense. There's, oh, there's really? There's really no way that DNA can survive on the surface of something in that environment for all those years. No, there's just no way. So who decided that? I well, mean, you were really careful about lots well, of things because of that. we were very careful about collecting it. And we did it on the advice of experts who... Yes, I remember. ...said they knew what they were talking about. <laughs> but we get back and those same experts say, no, nah, there's nothing here. Oh. And I checked with some other experts and they said, I can't believe you even tried to do that. Said, oh, <laughs> oh, great. No. Okay. Huh. Well, All right. Well, so we had... You file that under the live and learn, I guess? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, experts may or may not be giving you good information. Right. You know, that's just... So how did you make out with the poop? Well, the poop um, <laughs> was inconclusive. Oh. Yeah, the lab in Oklahoma that was uh, experts in ancient DNA was able to confirm, yeah, it does seem to be poop. <laughs> and and there is human DNA here. But the odd thing they, they found is that there seems to be DNA from two people here. Ooh. Could okay, so how, like, how can that happen? Huh. Like you've discovered a poop hole? <laughs> A poop what? Hole. A poop hole. Yeah. Well, okay, so to get really crude, um, <laughs> if somebody takes a dump and somebody else comes along and pees on it, okay, now maybe you've got DNA from two people on it. It I might have been the only private spot. You don't know. <sighs> well. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's also the thing, well, another th possibility is cannibalism. And... Oh. Of course, yeah. And as soon as I mentioned that to the guy at the lab, he says, "No, we're not going there. No, <laughs> no, 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 no." So, so that was inconclusive, and it's still inconclusive. Uh, so, well, moving right along. Yeah, moving right along. <laughs> then we were, we had this ointment pot, this this little jar, very feminine in appearance. We had enough pieces we could reassemble ninety five percent of it. Ah, uh, right, I remember. And you a very distinctive shape. So we were really digging into that. We didn't have any definite answers yet by like November of twenty ten, but we we're working around it. Hmm. Reviewing all the video taken from the ROV. Right. Uh, still couldn't see anything that wow. that was interesting. And then that's the one you had no GPS coordinates. Yeah, anyway, we didn't. Right? We didn't have accurate positions for that anyway. So we didn't have accurate positions for the stuff that isn't there. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. On the other hand, you know, we we had found this stuff. It's we had these bottles that we were able to uh, confirm that they were American bottles. From the right time period, we mm -hmm. had the knife that oh, right. turns out to be of the right time period and has been broken apart. 
which seems to be castaway behavior. We didn't have the the blades. Mm-hmm. So we've got all this evidence that we've got the right place, but we need better technology. And and especially what we want to do is get better technology to, to find that airplane. Right. That's what's... Which would really solve the That's the smoking question. gun everybody's looking for. Yeah. So how do we do that? Well, it's, we know it's going to take a bigger boat. Generally, so this is like November of 2010, and we're saying, okay, July of 2012, we'll go back out there uh-huh. with a bigger boat and better technology. But we don't know what boat and what technology yet, but that's our goal. Hmm. Okay. So we're working along on that. Now it's like May of 2011. We send a, a team to Fiji for the second time to see if we can find those bones that we know were sent from the island to Fiji. Right. And were misidentified. And are they there someplace? Were they just thrown out or are they still there someplace? Well, the one place we hadn't been able to look where they might most logically be was in the hospital where the doctor worked who examined the bones. Oh, that makes sense. And we finally got the political poll we needed to get permission to search the hospital. Wow. So our team, I wasn't there. Our, our, our team went in. Gary Quigg was leading the, oh, yes. the team. And they get in and they turn the place upside down. And they, they're not finding anything. And, and Gary says, well, think about it this way. If, if the guy is examining human remains from a dead person, where is he going to do it? Probably the morgue. Right. So they go to the morgue in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they look around, and there's nothing in the morgue. And Gary says, well, what's in the closet over here? The door's locked. Ah, there's nothing in that closet. Well, who's got the key? Let's look. All right. They dig out the the key, open the door. See, I told you, there's nothing in here. Well, what's in the cardboard box down there? I don't know. Let's look. It's full of bones. Oh, my gosh. Old bones. And some of them are the right kind of bones, the right specific bones. Right, of, that they said they found. The group that was bones that were sent back from Nicomoraro. Wow. We got to take these home and have them checked for DNA. Uh, Would they let how, you? How do we get permission to export right. human remains? Well, again, you have the right political connections. They were able to do that. Mm. And um, they built a little coffin for the bones and Carrie actually brought him home as as carry on. Really? You're like <laughs> carry on instead of carry yeah, on. Yeah, but hmm. we got him home and did the yeah, there we did the DNA testing and they're Polynesian. They're oh, wrong bones. Oh, oh darn. Okay. So, hmm. Well, now it's June of 2011 and we're uh, thinking about all this. Okay, so we're going to go back there. Uh, we think there's a really good chance that we're going to find that airplane. We just get the right technology, the right boat, so forth. We're going to find that airplane. But we're not ready to find this airplane because if we do get out there and find it, we won't have the technology to recover it because you won't know what there is to recover until you find it. Right. And they, what you need to do if you find an aircraft underwater or wreckage underwater is you have to document it carefully, examine it, measure it, photograph it, 
and then plan your recovery. Right. That's that's the way so you do it. So all that has to be done while it's still in place yeah. underwater. Yeah. Yep. You, hmm. you you never figure that you're going to do a big recovery on the same expedition where you do the discovery. Yes, you just don't have sense. enough information to do that. All right. Hmm. So we ha- have to have a way of protecting this airplane during that period sure. between when we find it and when we can recover it. Well, in order to do that, we need an agreement with the people who own it, and that would be the Republic of Kiribati. Hmm. We need an agreement with Kiribati that gives us the authority to protect that site. Right, right, that makes sense. How do we do that? Well, we've got hmm. to go to Tarawa. We've got to meet with the government. And you have contacts there, don't you? I mean, yeah, because we had always had to. We, we have a good relationship with Tarawa because we always have to have permission to go to the island. Sure. We have to have a customs representative with us. That's right. So we know the people, but this is way beyond that. This is this is negotiating uh, an international agreement about the protection of the archaeological site. Wow. All right, it's going to be me and our board member, expedition veteran attorney, Bill Carter. Ah. And we're going to go to Tarawa. And we're going to meet with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs Permanent Secretary, Tessie Lambert. Mm. Okay. She's, she's the person we need to, to work this out with. Had you met her before? No, we had never okay, met so her. No, got it. I, I had been to Tarawa before, but we were just in the archives, and and other than that, we'd only known people in the in the in the customs people. Right. So we're working at a much higher level in the Caribous government. So we make the announcement to our research group at, at Tiger, which included the political officer at the United States Embassy in Fiji. The U.S. Embassy in Fiji was the U.S. government's primary contact with Kiribati. We didn't have any kind of legation in in Tarawa. Everything went through the embassy right, in, in, in Fiji. Right, I remember that in the very beginning when you were trying to get permissions. Yes. Yeah. Our contact there was a fellow named Richard Pruitt, that we were going to be going to Tarawa to do that. And he says, well, I'll tell you something. Um... I don't know if you set your dates yet, but here in a little bit, the set, the Assistant Secretary for East Asia and Pacific Island Affairs. So this is like one step down from the Secretary of State. This uh-huh. is the Assistant Secretary that handles that part of the world, a fellow named Kurt Campbell, Dr. Kurt Campbell. From the U.S. From the U.S. is going to be paying a diplomatic call on Tarawa for the first time. This is the first time somebody in that high level has ever visited Tarawa. Wow. And he's going to be there in the next month or so. So if you guys can arrange it to be there at that time, and I'm I'm going to be there. I've got to go out there and do the prep work and, and get everything ready for him to arrive. I'll see if I can get you 10 minutes with him out there because that'd be a great contact yeah, for you. I don't know if he's going to care anything about this or not, but he's going to be there. And if you have the flexibility in your schedule, 
So we said, sure. Yeah, yeah. really. So we planned it that way. We were going to be in Tarawa when Kirk Cavill was going to be there. So off we go. Bill and I go to Tarawa, and we stay at Mary's Hotel, which <laughs> is the only place to stay in in Tarawa. <laughs> it ain't great, but it's... Um, it's what you get. It's okay. It's, it, it's a bed. It's air-conditioned. And we rented a car. Kind of a beater, but it's a car. The roads are terrible. Oh. But, okay, it's, it's a car. And we go to the archives. Well, the problem with the archives was the archivist was on leave someplace. Oh. And there were just two assistants that were kind of running the place. And they didn't know much about where things were. We had the finding guides and everything, but... The rules were, as in most archives, you fill out a form of what you want to see, and they go get it for you, and they uh, bring it, and you look at that, and then you have to send it back and send them for another batch. And this went on for a couple of hours, mm -hmm. and they finally threw up their hands and said, <clears throat> why don't you guys just go back to the back oh, room and get whatever you need? <laughs> that sounds way more <laughs> so, efficient. Well, that's pretty cool. Bill and I had complete access to the old <laughs> archive without going through all the oh, wow. paperwork. Did you find some well, important things? We found all kinds of things, like the daily diaries that the the island administrator, Gilbertese Island oh. administrator, was, was keeping. Because wow. Gallagher was the only guy that was the only white guy that was ever resident on the island hmm. and he was only there for a little bit so we had pages and pages and pages of these daily reports of everything that happened wow some of it's in gilbertese some say, of it's in did, english did you have somebody translate it or someone to well translate? we later had it translated okay. but to get the raw material and that they didn't have a good copy machine that was the did other you thing. have cell phones then yeah. With you. Oh, so perfect. Yeah. So it's just like a spy movie, you know. You yeah. just we're, <laughs> we're taking pictures of pages, you know, being clicked oh. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. But mm. we got all that. And then we had our appointment with Tessie Lambert mm. and we got on great with Tessie. And we talked about the need for this international agreement. She totally agreed with us and we roughed out the, the way the whole thing should work. Bill being a lawyer helps. Right, sure. But but once it got reduced to a written document, it would need to be vetted by a Caribous sure. attorney. Sure. And, you know, getting anything done in Caribous takes forever. <laughs> it's island time. It's just uh -huh. it's forever. But at least we had the general agreement in, in place. Everybody's on the same page. It's just that the page wasn't ready to be signed yet. Uh, and, and is she the one in the position to do it? Or did... Uh, technically, she once, once we had it all put together and it had been approved by the uh, country's attorneys then the president would have to sign off on it. Uh, but that was kind of a pro forma thing. They right. really didn't anticipate any problem with that. At least we had that in, the in process. <laughs> right. Now it's time to uh, see if I can get a minute with Kurt Campbell. Mm -hmm. And we had... The, now, Richard Pruitt was there 
And we were, he was staying at Mary's Hotel, because that's where you stay <laughs> right. in Paris. We were there. He, he had an assistant with him from, from Fiji, and, and they're planning this diplomatic visit. And it was really interesting, the, the things that they had to do to get ready for this high-level visit. They, the, the plan was for the assistant secretary of state to arrive at the airport, and then there would be a motorcade that would take him to the uh, legislature mm-hmm. where he would uh, meet dignitaries. And then he also had to meet the, for better, want of a better word, the, the tribal leader. Oh, interesting. And the custom was that you have to bring a gift of tobacco. Uh, to, really? <laughs> well, this was a problem because U.S. government regulations say that U.S. government officials cannot go around distributing tobacco to people. <laughs> Get it. Well, how are we going to do that? We can't give them a, a local tobacco. Can't chew tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, and Bill and I are sitting there and listening to this and just cracking up. Really, like of all which the they didn't appreciate. Grown men but, have to discuss. But they 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 did a workaround. Uh-huh. Th- found a way to get this guy. Like, did a, it need to be in some like usable fashion, like in cigarettes or in a cigar? Yeah, or? Well, normally, it's just a pack of cigarettes or something. But uh-huh. they they figured out a way to. I think it was snuff that they ended up giving them. <laughs> and and found somebody. It could be pass through so that the government officials weren't doing it themselves. Right. Okay. <laughs> so that's interesting. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Campbell's going to arrive this particular day. He's going to do all this stuff. Pruitt's going to take him around. And they're going to be back at the airport at a particular time. He's only going to be in town for like four hours. Because he's not going to stay at Mary's hotel. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I know when I've got to be at the airport. I left Bill at the archives. He wanted to continue to work. So I I get the rental car, and I head for the airport with plenty of time to be there in order to be there when Campbell's motorcade gets there. And I miss the turn to the airport. Oh, no. And I, I get to the end of this road, and there's this bridge that's too narrow for the car to go across, and concrete supports. And I'm just kind of flustered, honestly, and I, I'm afraid I'm going to be late. And then trying to get turned around, I managed to run the car into one of the concrete barriers. Oh. Put a big dent in one fender. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. This is the mm. last thing I need. But the car's still drivable. Okay. So I get to the airport. I'm still, I've still got plenty of time. Good. Park the car. And they've got an uh, an awning set up with a whole bunch of chairs, and they've got refreshments laid out and cold drinks. And over here to the side, there's a whole crowd of people in native attire waiting to do something. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I get there. I'm the only white guy there. I get out of the car. I go over and sit down under the awning. And all these people get up and come over in front of me and start dancing. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, no, 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 no. I'm, no I, I'm not. And somebody explains, no, they're just rehearsing. It has nothing to do with you. Oh, good. All right, good. So they did their rehearsal, went back and sat down. And here comes the motorcade. 
Now, what I did not know is that earlier in the day, when Campbell arrived, gets in the car with Pruitt to go meet the, the president and the tribal leaders, he's, Pruitt is briefing Campbell on all these things. Now, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this, and then we're going to do this. Oh, and by the way, there are a couple of Americans here uh, researching uh, Amelia Earhart. Now, you know, I, I, I know their research. I think, I think they've got this nailed. At which point Campbell turns to him and says, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> no, there's the, oh my God, I've been an Amelia Earhart fan my whole life. Oh my God. <laughs> I, no, but you, no, no, here's what we're going to do with the president. I don't want to hear about the president. What are these guys, what makes them think that, so he had a terrible time getting Campbell's attention. They go ahead and they do their thing. So when Campbell's motorcade arrives yeah. <laughs> at the airport, I'm there with my hands stuck out, and Campbell's out of the car and all over me and said, all right, now i got to hear all about this. And we talked for two minutes, and he calls his chief of staff over and says, I want this guy in D.C. as soon as we get back for a full briefing for my entire staff. <laughs> you okay with that? I said, yeah, I'm okay with that. We can that. work that out. <laughs> I, we, we can work that out. Woo. Okay. It's <laughs> amazing. So, and what is his position again? Assistant, Assistant Secretary, Secretary of State, State for East Asia and the Pacific Islands. Oh, my gosh. He's got China. He's got Australia. He's got <laughs> New Guinea. And he's got... Uh, okay. Oh, my gosh. All right. So... <clears throat> I can just see him blowing off the president. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to gotta, gotta get back to the airport. <laughs> right. Man. Well, obviously... After Bill and I got home, we got with them in D.C. and we briefed Campbell and his whole staff on, on all this. And Campbell was just thrilled with the whole thing. And at the end of it, he said, look, if there's anything we can do to help you, let me know. I, I can't give you money. You know, yeah, we, we, but... we can't do that. But we'll help you any way we can. If there's some way we can help, just let us know. Whew. Well, that's nice to know. Yeah. All right. It's October of 2011, and we're still researching Nessie, the thing sticking up out of the reef in the photograph Eric Bevington took in 1937. And we've been suspecting that it might be Lockheed Electra landing gear. And then Jeff Glickman gets back to me and says, well, I can pretty much confirm this. Yeah, the, what's, what we're looking at there uh, is entirely consistent with wow. the wreckage of an Lockheed Electra landing gear assembly. Hmm. And I thought, oh, man, that's too many eggs to have in one basket. We have a picture of Eric's landing gear on the reef at Nicomoraro three months after she disappeared. I need a second opinion. He's, he's fine. Yeah. I said, well, who, where can I do that? Campbell. He said he would help oh, us. Right. So I got with him. I said, look, I need... U.S. government photo analysts to look at this picture and tell me what they see. And he said, well, let me, let me see what I can work out. I'll, I'll, I'll look mm. into that. Meanwhile, we had also decided that what we really needed for the next expedition to Nicomororo was multi-beam sonar to map the reef, give us a really good underwater mapping picture right. of GPS. the bathymetry of, of that reef. How deep is it? How rugged is it? How steep is it? What's it look like? Sure. But that takes a lot of ship. And 
we were searching for an affordable ship that could do that and not, not having a lot of luck. Then Campbell got back to me and said, yeah, I've, I've got people that can look at your photo for you. Um, here, here's where to send it. Wow. And so we sent the information to these people at the, at the State Department. And did you give them a hint? Oh, I, I, I told them, I said, we think this is Lockheed Electra landing okay. gear. And we, we showed them pictures. Of, well, this is what Electra landing gear looks like. This is the picture we have. And this is what we think it shows. Well, November 15th, I get a call. It said, um, we'd like you to stop down. And uh, we want to let you know what um, what we see in this photo. Okay, good. I go down. Like stop down at Washington. I back, okay. go back down to Foggy Bottom, back yeah. on the State <laughs> Department. I'm I'm getting to be a regular in the State Department. <laughs> I go in the State Department, and, and this time I need a special pass to get into the area. Oh, because I'm going to be talking to people that have all kinds of security, have clearance. all kinds of clearances and stuff. Yeah, and hmm. I don't. So I've, I've got this big red badge and and I, I get up there and they say now do you have a cell phone on you I said yeah well you need to put it in the locker over here because you cannot bring your mm. cell phone into the area you're going into okay so I put my cell phone in the locker and we're going in here and it looks like a bank vault I mean this huge <laughs> steel door and they open the door and we go in. Who's and we, with you this trip? Just just me. Just you. Just okay. Me. And the guy leading you around. Okay. Yeah. And, and my handler. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we get in there and we sit down and I've got my briefcase. And I said, well, before we get in, let me brief you on a couple of things. So I reach into my briefcase and I pull out my iPad. They about died. Oh. You can't have that thing in here. Oh, gosh. So we... Went back to the library. We're going to hold this briefing up in the library. That's not a secure area. I said, okay, fine. That's, I I didn't, sorry, guys. (laughs) So we go up to the library. My colleagues and I have spent time with this photo and have also done our own background research. We feel that what you have here may be what you think it is. Wow. The landing gear of a Lockheed Electric. Now, we can't say for sure that that's what it is because we don't have it sitting here on the floor. Right. But that is that is what it look like, looks like, and we agree with your guy. Um, Are you allowed to use that? Like, Well, we... that was my first question. I said, well, so you're going to give me a written report, right? Oh. And they said, no, we're not going to give you a written oh, report. Gosh. Well, I can just quote you guys uh, I can use your name no you cannot use our names and you cannot quote us so you're giving me this information and I can't use it so what the hell's going on here and they said look we were asked to look into this as a favor to the assistant secretary of state so we did if the people we really work for knew we were spending time on something like oh. this we get in all kinds of trouble uh. but so we did it as a favor. But Swell. still, to, <laughs> okay. but you got your I I, I got the confirmation I needed. Yeah. I just can't, can't use, use it. it. <laughs> All right. Hmm. So we go back to doing what we can do. Because we couldn't find a ship we could afford to do the high technology search, well, we'll use Naya again and we'll do more land searching. 
And there's no uh, point in doing underwater searching if we can't do what you need go to, to the depths yeah. that we need to go. So we'll do a land search off Nyad and we'll see if we can work that off. And we played with that for a while and then decided that just doesn't make any sense. It, what we need to do is the underwater search. Mm -hmm. And if we can't do that, we're better off just waiting until we can. Then yeah. just go back there and flog the seven site again. Because <laughs> we destroyed it last time yes. we were there. There's probably, if there's more stuff there, it's going to be really hard to find. So, all right, let's just accept that there's not going to be any expedition in 2012. But it's the 75th anniversary of the Earhart uh, disappearance. we got to do something. Hey, hmm. how about we hold an Earhart Search 75 Symposium? Oh, interesting. And present all the evidence and invite people from the Smithsonian. We'll do it in Washington, D.C., big hotel in, in Washington. And we'll have people come in, all kinds of experts, and we'll make presentations and we'll sell tickets yeah. to our followers and anybody else who wants to come. Oh, and, fascinating. Uh, it's going to be expensive to do it that way, but with enough promotion, I think we'll get enough people so that we'll at least break even mm. and uh, we'll have kept our name in front of the right, public. Great exposure. Yeah, great exposure. So we started working on that and geez, hire a, um, an event manager that's going to arrange all of the food things right. and all the schedule, $15,000 just for the guy oh. to do it. And he did a great job, but we're... We're, we're going to do that. Mm. Okay. December 17th, I sent an email to Kurt Campbell saying, oh, by the way, uh, I was down there November 15th talking to the guys that you set us up with, and uh, here's what they told me. Were you allowed to tell Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I could tell Campbell. <laughs> yeah. And of course... They had... He, he checked with them, and they said, yeah, that's, that's what we said. Wow. Okay. Uh, hmm. Well, then along comes... That, that was December 17th. I sent that email to Campbell. We keep going on planning our big symposium. And then on February 21st, I get an email from Kurt's chief of staff and said, Kurt would like you to come on down here uh, for a meeting tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Um, around two o'clock in the afternoon. Can can you do that? And I said, yeah, I, sure. So I poodle on down to the foggy bottom again. <laughs> and I get in there and say, I'm here for a meeting with Secretary Campbell. Uh, and I said, well, he wants you in this room over here. I go in this little room, closes the door. And Kurt says, um, we've looked over your evidence and we think you've got this thing nailed. Wow. And we want you to do an expedition with the technology you need to find that airplane. Oh my gosh. And we want you to do it this year, like soon. This year, it's... Oh, wow. It's it's February. February. Okay. And he got wants it, me to it. do it in like April. Oh, geez. And I said, Kurt, I don't... 
it usually takes us a year to organize an expedition. And I don't even know what ship or technology I'm going to use. Kurt, this is going to be really expensive. And he said, look, yeah, I can't give you taxpayer money, but I've raised millions of dollars, you know, for causes. And uh, wow. I, I think, uh, for one thing, he says, I've already talked to Lockheed Martin. And, really? Uh, they will um, supply all the technology you need. All you need is a boat. Wow. And I've talked to Exxon, and they'll supply the fuel for the boat. And on and on. All, the, all these big companies that are... So you don't have to worry. And he says, you know, we, uh, we're excited about this. And my secretary says she'd like to make the announcement herself. And I said... What do you mean, your secretary? <laughs> Wait a minute. What secretary are you talking about? He said, the one I work for. At that point, it got surreal. I said, Wait a minute. You're, you're, yeah. He says we're gonna have a big event in the Benjamin Franklin Room, which is the big meeting room with chandeliers and everything at the State Department. Holds about three hundred people. He says, we're going to have uh, Secretary Clinton there to make oh the announcement gosh. of your expedition. And I'm going to bring in the Secretary of Transportation, Ray LaHood. And uh, you ought to see if you can bring over that uh, permanent Secretary of Foreign Affairs from Caribous. We'd okay. like her to be there. We can't pay for that, but maybe you can work that out. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'm going to get Bob Ballard. I said, no, not Bob Ballard. He says, what's the matter? He said, we get Ballard involved in this thing, and if we do find something, he'll get the credit for it. <laughs> he says, look, it's like this. Um, we're sticking our necks out a little bit, saying that you've got this thing nailed, and you're going to find Amelia Harris airplane. And if you get out there and you don't, we need some cover. <laughs> so if Bob Ballard signs off on your plan, we're okay. Oh. So you need to get with Bob Ballard and tell him what you plan to do. Oh. And then if he's okay with it, he'll get up there and he'll endorse it, which is what happened. I, 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 had, <laughs> I didn't know Bob, but I had had some contact with him. But I got in touch with him and we went back and forth by email. And ultimately he said, yeah, it's, it sounds like a good plan. So... <laughs> Holy moly. Wow. And no time. And no time. Yeah, and really. I, I, ultimately, we we got it pushed back. But this thing was set, the the big event at the State Department was set for March 20th. You know. Uh, and let me tell you, if you're going to be involved, if you're going to be up on the dais speaking with uh, the Secretary of State and the Secretary of Transportation... Uh, <laughs> This is, there's a lot of preparation. Mm. And for the next few weeks, I was commuting to the wow. State Department wow. and meeting in staff meetings and, and trying to work. Well, this is what you're going to, write up what you're going to say. And I'd write it up and and they say, okay, now now read it out. And I, nah, that's too wooden. No, it's too wooden. It's too oh. long. And back and forth and back and forth. Ultimately, they finally said, Rick, it's obvious that, you can't do this this way. Um, you can't they you, just let you, you, you do, tell your, do what you do. <laughs> yeah, you, you tell your story pretty well. You just 
get up there and wing it. I said, all right, I will. Yes, all as right. you have been for. So yeah. uh, I did. <laughs> I got it, uh, and it, it it worked great. You yes, know, we I'm had sure. a huge crowd, and uh, everybody said wonderful things about us, and we did bring Tessie Lamburn. Oh, how did that work out? That worked out okay. Had she been to the U.S. before? No, and she had never, of course, been in the State Department to address a big group of people with alongside the Secretary of State. Oh this is a huge thing. Did she get for... how big that was? Yes, yeah, she did. Oh, huh. Now, it, as it turned out, the lawyer that needed to sign off on our agreement, uh-huh. the lawyer for Caribus was her husband. Oh, <laughs> So did he have to be there too? He had to be there too. And we agreed that, okay, he's going to sign off on the agreement. And while she's there in Washington, we're going to have a separate ceremony, not at the State Department, separate ceremony to sign the agreement with Tiger. Uh. Trick is for her to travel to Washington with her husband. uh, They, of course, need to travel first class. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they needed to make a side trip to New Zealand or something oh, for a few days that we were paying for. It cost us $16,000 oh, to my. get them to. <laughs> but we had our agreement. It, uh, it, it uh, worked. I guess that's how things we, work. We got that done. Uh. <laughs> the, the only downside of the whole thing is... Uh, I, I had given my talk, and Tessie got up to do her talk, and my cell phone went off. Oh, Rick. Now, I had the ringtone on my cell phone set up with a system so I could tell who was calling me. And I did it with cavalry bugle calls. Oh, no. And for example, if it was my father, it was officer's call. Yeah. If it was our stable manager, it was a private stable call. call. Yeah. <laughs> it's stable call. It's oh, a, he had God. no idea where I was. Yeah. But here I am. Ah! And Tessie turns around and looks at me. Oh, and Hillary gosh. Clinton turns around and looks at me and says, sorry, folks. And oh, I, gosh. So, okay, call it comic relief. It was, it was all right. You know, I got it. <laughs> But and I'll never live that one down. But that um Well, how exciting. And of course I spent the rest of the day doing media interviews at at NPR and oh. T V interviews with CNN and wow. and everything. So we had our big symposium that still needed to be promoted and we we're spending all this money on. And we still needed to put together this expedition that was going to happen this year, not next year. Yes. Um, incidentally, I later found out why it had to happen this year, why they were in such a hurry. Why? Secretary Clinton had already decided that she was going to step down as Secretary of State, oh. regardless of who won the upcoming election. I see. Now, Obama ended up winning yes. again, but she knew she was going to step down. And she wanted this great discovery of Earhart's airplane to happen on her watch. Got it. So it had to happen in the summer of 2012. Wow. Before she stepped down. I didn't figure that out at the time, Mm. but um, welcome to the world of politics. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) So we've 
got to put this expedition together. We've still got this symposium to oh. put together. But this is a good place to end season eight about the 2010 expedition. <laughs> and with season nine, we'll launch into the drama of the 2012 trip oh that turned out to be memorable. We'll simply put it that way. <laughs> well, that's a tease. Great. Well, thank you. We'll look forward to that. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The Earhart Expeditions is a serial history of Tiger's 12 expeditions to the South Pacific. We release a new episode each Tuesday. You can receive special bonus episodes and get access to Tiger's extensive video library by becoming a premium subscriber. Just go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and search on Tiger, T-I-G-H-A-R. You can also be a part of the adventure and participate in research. Go to tiger.org and click on Join Tiger. See you next Tuesday.